Welcome back to Detroit Strange. I took that smile as we're recording. Oh yeah, no, we okay. definitely are. This, you're listening to this podcast. Yes, the one that's currently in your ear holes. Uh huh. And I'm I'm in the room with Alex over there. Yes, recording in person, uh-huh. first full episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a uh, a weird um, quilting Technical together snafu. of the last episode. Yes, but that's okay. It was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah, I mean, not the. Technical no, stuff, but yeah. recording was fun. Absolutely. I'm excited to do it again. Me too. Yeah. It is nice having here in the room. I know. It's sort of it's so different, but like in a lovely way. Yes. The the other way was it had its perks too to yeah. certain degrees. Um, but yeah, I like in person is more fun. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 So uh how you been? I've been all right. Um we had a fun camping trip last weekend. Excellent. Yeah, like some like state parks or recreation areas, or whatever. I don't know how they classify them. So, you know, like there's like state park, state recreation area. Like I don't know what the difference is. Well, they're all no state. It's it's a they're not. They're the state parks and state recreation. They're the same, but then there's also the state forest system. Oh yeah, and that's a little different. Okay, they're they're all funded by the state, but the state forest system is not the state parks. The they're different, different departments. Yeah, like the way that you go camping in them is different. Yeah. Whereas like one, you make a reservation. State Forest, you never make a reservation. It's always first come, first serve. Uh-huh. Um, they're a little more rustic. The yeah. State Forest one. I love State Forest camping. I'd love to try it because I do appreciate rustic camping mm-hmm. more. Like, I don't love when it's just like a neighborhood of tents. Mm-hmm. I like, That's my least favorite. I like it if you can see another tent, but I don't necessarily want them. Yeah, I don't want them like right next door it's there is a comfort in like okay there's other humans although last summer i went camping in new york which was really fun and we ended up at like a horse campground where Uh equestrian campground and we didn't really have neighbors we had other people in the area but we didn't really have neighbors and it was probably the most gorgeous campsite i've ever been on and it was fall and like a little bit remote but not scary remote uh, See, yeah. I almost kind of like scary remote because, like, the, um, we used to always go to, I think it was called Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah. Sleepy Hollow is a very popular one. I used to work for a state park. This is yeah. the reason I'm, like, super weird about it. No, uh, I love that you did. I love that you had this inside scoop. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow was always, like, one of the ones that, like, would the, I say sell out, but, like, the reservations yeah, yeah. would be... F- you have, to, you have to book in advance for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, there's this one campsite and I loved it. But the thing that sucked about it is it was like a point, like like a three quarters of a mile hike in. So you had to walk like three quarters of a mile to get there, which like, Alex, it doesn't sound too bad. But imagine carrying everything you need for camping three quarters of a mile through like woods and shit. Oh, yeah. No, that's a lot. Because I'm not like that extreme of a camper. Yeah. I'm very much like I can carry things a little bit. And like I did that one a couple times. Because mm-hmm. it was just worth it because you were the only campsite on that side of the lake. And, like, you were just nice tucked away, but you were still on the water. And you could, like, see across the lake and see that other people may have existed at some point. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you're just tucked off in your own little part of nature. Me and Jen once took the recorders out there. And we were just playing our recorders in the woods. <laughs> it's great. I got to camp at, a like, a Boy Scout campsite once when I was working. Was it the D-Bar A? I don't know. Okay. Uh, all I know is it, it was, I'm not going to say what park it was at, but uh, because we worked at the state park and there was yeah. nobody reserving it that night, 
we got to do like a, a bonding camping trip. I mean, oh, I love that. Yeah, I organized it. I also got in a little bit of trouble, but that's neither mm. here nor there uh, <laughs> for this trip. But it was a lot of fun because it was the same thing. Like you had to park a mile away. I think I think it's about a mile walk or something like that. Um, although we almost took we had gators at work, like uh-huh. those little, you know, four by yeah, fours. Yeah. And we almost used one of those to bring in. I think we did bring wood in actually on the gator because we were See, like, that's the worst part is carrying the wood. Yeah. Cause, like usually it's like held together by twine and just mm-hmm. like. After like a quarter of a mile, the twine just starts digging into your hands. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was a ton of fun. I, I just I love camping in general and I do tend it's to the best go summer more trip, rustic. I think. Yeah, because it's just like, well, what's interesting. So like at Waterloo, Waterloo, which we did every time. Um, mm-hmm. But which also to we were driving around the car on Saturday and I played all three versions of Waterloo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The share version first, of course. Yeah. Then the Mamma Mia 2 version uh-huh. and then the ABBA version. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. But um, we rented a little cabin. We rented a rustic cabin. And, oh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, like, it kind of just looked like sad summer camp because it was just like this really dark cabin. But yeah. like we made it fun. Mm-hmm. There were just like four bunk beds and then like just electric lights, a table and like a little wood burning stove and some Adirondack okay. chairs. Yeah. 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 So it was like perfect little like campground because like we just were doing things during the day like yeah. well we planned to do things during the day but the rain kind of spoiled our fun a little bit but it happens uh we went antiquing and got some cool stuff and then we went i got these little cherry bowls one of them broke when we can get back together i love that idea yeah yeah very excited about that that sounds like a great trip overall yeah and, and let me let me be perfectly clear too when i say rusty camping i like being on a rustic site but i do like to bring comfort to my tent oh absolutely i'm a big fan of my air mattress for example see i've never gone camping like uh, as an adult i don't think i've ever had an air mattress camping i hi it makes a world of difference <sighs> i know it will and like maybe i just gotta like find one at a good deal because that's my thing is like because i've done so long without i have like a nice thick like workout mat that helps but like then I have to remember to bring that too, which I don't. Oh yeah, I have like a little blow up one, but that one I usually use as a headboard if it's yeah. raining to keep like us away from the side, so we're not getting like wet. Yeah. Um, Smart. And then my air mattress inflates itself, which is pretty awesome with some D batteries. Yeah. So yeah, I always have to have D batteries, but it was like pretty cheap too. I want to say it was like forty bucks or something when well, I that's bought a bit. it. Oh. Yeah, it was a sale, but like it wasn't like a crazy. It was a long time yeah. ago too. I've owned that for like I don't remember when I bought it. That's the best when you just pick up something like that and it just mm-hmm. lasts forever. Yeah, it's it, it's not the nicest or fanciest of ones, but it, it it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Coleman, I believe. Thank you, Coleman. Coleman makes poly shit. Um, we did actually end up bringing a tent, too, and we actually slept in that the second night. We had, a, like, because Jen had this nice tent from Ozark something. Or, I don't know. Whatever the Walmart camping brand is. I don't know. But, like, it has the poles built in, so basically you just, like, click, 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 and then it's set up. Oh, it's a pop tent. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. I've yeah. never seen anything before, because usually it's, like, you're dicking around with poles for entirely mm, too long. Yeah, mine has a lot of poles, and they're broken. Yeah. Oh. I had to restring them last year, which actually I did, and I was so proud. It took so yeah. long, but I was so proud of myself for, like, actually salvaging. Doing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've had that tent for, actually, That's it's my parents' old tent from, like, when I was... I don't know, 12 or something. I don't even know. That's one of the tents I have is like my family's old tent. That like, I remember we had, I remember we brought it into my first grade classroom. 
And so we've had it at least since I've been in first grade. And now it's my tent because my family's not really a camping family. Like we went like maybe once and we're like, hmm, this is not for us. <laughs> we went a lot when I was like really little. And then it kind of like teetered off probably when I was a teenager uh-huh. or something like that, uh, which is how I came by the tent. Yeah. But I remember my mom was obsessed with this tent because she's pretty tall for, mm-hmm. you know, she's well, she's six foot. Yeah. And she loved this tent because it was five foot in the middle. So she could almost stand up to put her pants on. And that yeah. was the, the selling point of this tent was its height. And I get that. I kind of am spoiled because now I want tall tents. Yeah. Like I thought about getting a new one because the zippers sometimes. That is like the, the thing that goes on tents. I feel like it's zippers. Yeah. It's been fine. Knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, but there was like one time it started like snagging and I was like, oh no, it's the beginning of the end. And then it's been fine some fun. So I've been shopping, but shopping lightly. Right. Like kind of just like keeping an eye out. If there's a really good deal or something, I might, you know, take the plunge. Yeah. 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 Uh, I had an exciting thing happen in the real world yesterday. Yes. You mentioned it, but I didn't hear what. By exciting, I mean, totally embarrassing. So but at I, least you could have embarrassing things happen again, you know, yeah. in quarantine, anything embarrassing happened, just you. I mean, you it know? did, but just nobody saw it. So right. it was just normal life. Right. Uh, so I have this pair of shorts. They're very cheap that I bought just to get through yeah. like the summer, whatever. Sometimes there's a fly problem with uh-huh. them. And like, they're actually a little bit too big. And but the fly comes down anyway. So yeah. it's kind of annoying because I don't notice. Yeah. And. You know, so I was wearing it with a longer T-shirt, you know, being aware of that. And I, I had to, I had to go to the Mac store for my laptop and I was in there waiting and this guy came up to me, one of the employees after I'd already been helped. Yeah. And he goes, um, your flash is on. My dumb brain heard this as your fly is down. So then this man standing next to me sees me start to like fiddle with my fly instead of fixing my flash. Then kind of gives me a strange look and walks away. Then I stand there for a second, realize the flashlight on my phone is on. Turn that off. Yeah, I'm, it's so easy to mishear people, too, especially if you're not expecting to, anyone to talk to you. Because, well, like, I usually don't. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm like, whoa, what did you say? And then, like, sometimes my brain will be nice enough to, like, play it back for me. Well, and also, too, uh, it's such a weird, uh, odd time with, like, masks right now. Because yeah. it's like, who whoever wants to wear them wear them you know and right. all that kind of stuff i just wear them because it's easy and i'm yeah. like whatever and the delta eight doesn't sound fun right. delta eight that's a type of thc um <laughs> the delta variant doesn't sound fun yeah and i'm like whatever it's i i don't know what to do and i'm going to do that because you gotta do what feels right for you but it also like when i do wear one i feel like it does like take away some of my other senses too for some reason and i don't know why like i have had a hard harder time hearing people when i'm wearing a mask because you're like a couple times and i'm like why oh yeah because it's not like you're like not able to read their lips because if they're not wearing a mask yeah he wasn't i just didn't hear it i mean that's fair i mean i just felt like an ass uh yeah (laughs) yeah and then i got myself a a beyond juice smoothie to make myself feel better beyond juice what is that Oh, it's like a Detroit brand. Um, okay. Because I'm like thinking like Beyond Meat and then I'm like, do they make fake juice? Oh, no, 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 no. It's just the name of the company. It's okay. really good. Uh, like smoothies and stuff like that. And I do like a smoothie. I've I've started making them at home more often with like Sammy. fruit and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I've actually, I have their menu at home and sometimes I'll make smoothies at home off of their <laughs> I mean, that's smart. 
Yeah, not all the time, though, because usually I'm trying to, like, add more vegetables to my smoothie. Right. I've been, like, throwing, like, a handful of spinach. Just, like, enough where I won't really Mm -hmm. taste it, but I know it's there. Yeah. So more vitamins. Yeah. We love a leafy green when it's hidden. Oh, yeah. And they do that at their place, too. So, like, I just always do too much at home because I'm like, more vegetables. Right. I need all the vegetables. to maximize the health of this smoothie. Mm Mm-hmm. So then it doesn't taste that good anymore. (laughs) That's the unfortunate part. Yeah. That's okay, though. Yeah. Uh, I did another silly thing today, though. Yes. I decided to take myself on a date. (laughs) Abso-fucking-lutely. I might actually try to do it, like, once in a while. It's cheesy as crap, but, like, I don't know. I think there's something nice to, like, just treating yourself to something. And I just really wanted to see a large body of water. I needed to see a large a lake of some sort. Drove out, ended up getting um, Little Caesars and <laughs> sitting at Belle Isle. And then some geese started to come for me, but. Don't come for me, geese. <laughs> it's okay. It was raining, though, too. So I wasn't like outside that long. Fair. Just a little bit. No, I, I'm I all for rain. taking yourself on a date. I like mm-hmm. got myself a ticket to the DIA for next Friday. because oh. I, I took it off. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to the DIA because I haven't been since pre-pandemic. Yeah. Walk around, look at the art and be like, wow, look at that art. <laughs> That's some nice art. Yeah. <laughs> Check her out. <laughs> yes. Who is she? She's art. I love that so much. Yes. Um. So we're sipping on some of your Vizzies today, which is really nice. Yes. And our fun koozie. I'm going to sip right now. Yeah. Um, do you like the black cherry lime? I do. It tastes really nice. I did the blueberry aside and I'm in. Okay. All the flavors sounded really good. So. Yeah. I'm just happy to try a Vizzy. You know, I think I generally like when there's like a combo flavor almost more than it's just like a single flavor. Yeah. Like when it's a nice combo, it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a combo flavor as well. And they do a nice job. Yeah. That brings me to a question, though. Yes. Would you like to hear a story? Absolutely. Uh, so this one, I, I know you already know what I'm doing this week, only because we, we have a little bonus at the end yes. of the story that we will share with everybody. Yes. This one involves a taste off. It was... A taste off to end all taste off. It was. So we are going to be talking today about the the duel of the conies. Yes. So uh, in Detroit, it's very well known. It's outside of Detroit, too, because it has been mentioned on like various food shows and things yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, there's a little bit of a feud, a long feud between yeah. American Coney Island and Lafayette, who are right next door to each other in oh, downtown yeah. Detroit. So I'm going to start with a quote from Coney Detroit co-author Joe Grimm. And it is, I'm comfortable saying there are about 500 Coney's at any given time. There's a ton here. Yeah, it is kind of like, I didn't realize how much it was a Michigan thing until like, I'd go outside of Michigan and be like, where's all the fucking Coney's? Mm -hmm. And it is also interesting too that like, don't give me a Denny's. I want a Coney. Yeah, no, it's different. And like a diner is different than a Coney. Yeah. Especially like legit Coney where it's like there's seven things on the menu. Like mm-hmm. there's a Coney and then maybe like, I don't know, a burger and fries and then like an omelet. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. There's always a good breakfast, though. Oh, I love a Coney breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a tw- 2012 book called Coney Detroit, the one I just referenced, the dishes history goes back to the 1900s. 
And this is when Greek immigrants coming into the U.S. would have had come through Ellis Island. Mm -hmm. And that was actually very close to a hot dog epicenter named Coney Island. Yes. Yes. So uh, immigrants are thought to have encountered the hot dog there, probably, and then eventually made their way further west where the Coney dog was born. That's Mm-hmm. So the first two gentlemen that we know of are William Bill and Constantine uh, Gust Karos. Okay. okay. So these two men are related. Yeah. Their timing was perfect, pretty much. So in the 1920s, Detroit was a boom town. Lots happening. We've talked about it several times. Yeah. Uh, basically, as Grimm says, it the whole was... car thing happening, you know. Yeah. As Grimm says, it was busting at the seams. Uh, and with workers lured by solid salary, I can talk, salaries at the auto factories. Yeah. So there's an often told narrative, and it's that Lafayette and American are owned by two different brothers from the same family, and it has been decades-long friendly competition. Have you heard this before? That's exactly what I've heard. So they are related, Mm -hmm. and it is third-generation owner of American named Grace Curso, who tells the story like this. Okay. In 1903, her grandfather, Auguste Karos, came to America from the southern Grecian city of Dara. Karos came to America via Ellis Island, as mentioned. He was unable to find work and began to shine shoes and selling hot dogs topped with chili as like a side hustle, basically. Yeah. We love a good side hustle. Yeah. And he was doing that out of a cart at Michigan and Lafayette. So where American and Lafayette exist today. Yeah. In 1917, he opened American Coney. In the former United Shirt Company, and it's pretty much the same location today. Maybe a couple walls and stuff have changed, but yeah. pretty much the same location today. Shortly after opening American, he brought his brother, Vasily William Bill, also named Bill, mm-hmm. Karos to America. And the, I saw a couple different numbers, but I think around 1919. Okay. His brother then opened Lafayette next door in 1936 after a few disagreements using different chili and hot dogs. Oh, so I think from what I understand, the chili is where they mainly differ. That's what I felt like in the taste test. Mm -hmm. And about 32 years ago, he sold Lafayette to his employees who still own it today. Okay, Okay, so it's not actually still owned. Yeah. By that brother's family. Yeah. Uh, As for American, Goose's son Chuck took his place at the helm and Grace followed in her father's footsteps. So that is still family owned. Okay. From the original. So last time it was actually a sibling rivalry was well over three decades ago. Okay. Uh, American has come out on top in several competitions, including one on the Food Network and Travel Channel. Although, as mentioned, Lafayette has come out on top in different ones. I believe Anthony Bourdain, was it Anthony? Yeah, chose that one. And then I didn't write this part down. I believe the Man Man versus Food guy also, maybe. That guy, Fieri? No. (laughs) Okay. Adam Richman? Um, was it you who said the guy Fieri, like you came around him when you learned that his, like his sister's a lesbian and he performs like thousands of lesbian weddings for free or something? No, but that's beautiful. Yeah. I just like Guy Fieri. Fieri. Let's say it right. Guy Fieri. Which his real last name is just Fairy. Let's get it, not get it twisted. His real last name is Fairy. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just Guy Fairy. Then why? F-E-R-R-Y. Then why does everybody say Fieri? 
He changed he like his like stage name is Fury, basically. Oh, interesting. But yeah. what, it's so But he performs lesbian weddings. That makes me like him more. Yeah. No, I I he's a little much sometimes because yeah. he has a lot of energy, but like a lot of flavor town. A lot of flavor town. But I've never disliked him. And the more I learn about him as an individual, the more I like him. That's fair. Like I feel that's how I am about a lot of like food personalities. Because yeah. like it took me a minute to come around on Ina and how I love her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She um, is my kitchen queen. No, but we were talking about Adam Richman, I believe is his name. He was the man versus food guy. Okay. And he would go do like all those like insane challenges where it's like if you eat like 100 pounds of beef, you get $100 or something. That was. An, <laughs> yeah, that, that obviously is not a real challenge. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it goes like eat mm-hmm. this burger the size of a baby and you win a T-shirt. Mm-hmm, you don't but, have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Which actually I met him once briefly in Philadelphia. Very briefly. And it was. Yeah, the meat sweats. I imagine he. Type of guy well, who always no, has the meat he sweats. ended up becoming, I believe, vegan and lost like a ton of weight because he stopped doing that. And then he started oh. just, I think his show transitioned at one point to watching other people do the challenges. Okay. <laughs> and he would just like host it. Uh, and I don't know what he does now. This was like a while ago. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't followed up on him. And this is all from memories. So. Yeah. We're not a food personality podcast. I mean, we could. If if you want to talk food personalities from over a decade ago, we could be. Yeah. I watched a lot of Food Network. <laughs> It's one of the, I don't watch a ton. I, I don't know because like, I don't yeah, cable. Same. But when I had cable and again, well over a decade ago, I knew all of those personalities very well for some reason. So anyway. Yes. <laughs> during the, the taping of the food, food, one of the Food Network or Travel Channel shows um, of the competition, Grace's cousin stood to represent Lafayette, but that was just for story, apparently. So like. Again, it is not owned by the family anymore. Right. Uh, the popularity prompted Caros to open American Coney in the, uh, oh, sorry, open an American Coney in the D Hotel in Las Vegas. I remember hearing about that. Mm-hmm. It didn't do great though. The D Hotel did that. I think it's still there. I think it's still there. Yeah, it's on the. It's not on the strip. It's in the. Um, it's in Fremont Street area. Yeah, yeah. I know somebody who stayed there, but I can't remember who it was. But I, I remember think, seeing pictures. They had fun. Yeah, I feel like my aunt and uncle stayed in that one, but they like my family, like the especially like the older aunt and uncles. They love the golden nugget. That's where they stay every okay. time. I was gonna say, I think just like if you're staying in Fremont Street, it's a different experience than the strip. Like you have oh, to for like, sure. know that it's going to be a very different experience, right? All I know is there's that one place, too, that has that water slide where you go, like, underneath sharks. Oh, I did not hear about that. Oh, yeah. There's, like, some sort of aquarium inside, and there's sharks in one of the things. And then the slide takes you, like, through it. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a thing. Apparently, it's neat. Yeah. (laughs) I do like Fremont Street because you can still use, like, the old quarters. Yeah. And so you get that ding, ding. Like, it's not just, like, the machine dinging. It's actual, like, metal It's, like, classic Vegas. Yeah. I'm glad that it still exists. Yeah. I think I prefer the strip, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I prefer to stay on the strip and then go to Fremont Street. I oh, think that's for sure. the way to do it. Unless, like, it is definitely cheaper staying. Is it? It is. I don't know. If you stay at, like, if you're willing to stay at some of the strip places, like, the Excalibur or, like, some of, like, the more outlier ones... Yeah. You can, you can get a deal. That makes sense. I've gotten some deals. Yeah. It's all about when you book, too. Yeah. Vegas can be really cheap or it can be really expensive. Yeah. Like, it de- it depends what you're doing and what you're gambling. Right. Uh, and also if you're drinking. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're not, then it can be very cheap. Yeah. Uh, so, 
<laughs> I love all these tangents, though. Same. Uh, he also opened one in Ford Field. Makes sense. Yeah. And then one uh, at the Detroit Zoo. And supposedly there's one in Canton now. Huh. Yeah. I wonder where. I don't know. I don't have yeah. that written down. Uh, I'd have to look, do a little more yeah, research. Yeah, we don't have one. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, surprisingly, more Coney dogs are sold in Las Vegas than in Detroit. I could see that, though, because mm-hmm. it's people like, I have to get a Coney dog. I have to. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I can't not. Whereas if you're in Detroit. And, and they probably have a lot more, like, people going, like, tour. They pro- oh, yeah. Tourism's yeah. definitely more hopping in well, Las Vegas Well, people who here. haven't come to Detroit who, like, want to pay you know have a slice of detroit that's the weird thing about vegas is it's kind of like oh yeah if you don't want to actually travel these places go to this like weird american knockoff oh, yeah, version you, you can be you can be in detroit you can be in paris you can be in italy new york new york um the ancient Renaissance. <laughs> yeah ancient egypt yeah <laughs> i was obsessed with the luxor as a child by the way because it opened I was really young, but I just remember opening being a big deal because it has that light that goes like up and you can see it from space. Yeah. And like, I, I was obsessed with it. And now it's funny because it's like one of the older. <laughs> yeah. Hotels. Um, so as of 2013, they started making Coney kits and they were the fastest growing sector of business. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? No. Yeah. They're just like boxed up. They've got all the things in it separated. I'm assuming some sort of cooler pack or something. But hundreds are sent across the nation every week. Dope. Yeah. I wonder if that actually went up to because I did start the story well before the pandemic. And I wonder if that did go up during the pandemic. Oh, I could only imagine it had. Mm hmm. Uh, When director comedian Mike Binder decided to bring the Coney dog to L.A. in April of 2011, he called Karos for advice. He went with Lafayette Chili and called back a year later to try and sell the business. I will say to the article that I did read, it was uh, they were interviewing Grace from American. American, So I have far more information from the American side of things. So I do want to kind of put that caveat in. Like it is a two sided story. A lot of this, the information online because of this is from that. Yeah. Former Lafayette owner George Kiros died at 87 in January of last year in Illinois. So uh, 2020. Okay. He had been night manager at just 10 years old, learning the business while attending school. His son finally remembers hearing tales of his father's night shift experiences growing uh-huh. up. And he took over Lafayette in the late 70s after his father's death, but not before earning a business degree from U of M and serving in the Korean War. Okay. So super busy man. Yeah. He operated Lafayette until 1991 when he transferred ownership to his employees, as forementioned. Carol's talked about his father's development of the business. He had worked with a sausage company on the east side to develop the best dog. When he wasn't satisfied with the chili recipe, he tweaked it. Uh-huh. He also noted that many of the local Coney chains were started by relatives. So. Yeah. Uh, so there's actually a quote. Uh, and this is in 2003 for a Food Network program. Uh-huh. Quote, you had a competition in business, but when it was time for dinner or whatever else, all that, va- all that vaporized. It was always underneath the greater context of the family relationship. But in the end, no one gave each other a bigger hug than my dad and his cousin Chuck, the owner of the American. I love that. Yeah. So. I think that's a good way to be about it is like, we have competition in business, but we're still just family. Like, it's kind of just, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that is pretty much about the feud. Uh, It does kind of exist, but it's not, you know, hardcore, hardcore. I'm sure... I'm sure so many people have done taste tests going back and forth, and I'm yeah. sure they're fine with that because it's business for both right. companies. 
Some people are are diehard American fans. Some people are diehard Lafayette fans. And really quick, before we do get to the taste test. Yes. Which I think we'll throw in probably at the end of the episode after Two Truths and a Lie. Okay. And, you know, I don't know if everybody loves the ASMR of us trying Coney Dogs, but oh, yeah. I had fun doing it. So. Me too. <laughs> so if you want to hear a taste test of the two and find out which one reigns supreme in our blind taste test of American and Lafayette, tune in. Uh, stick around I mean, just end. stick around to the end. Yeah. yeah. I was like, tune in. You're already here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really quick, though, I want to list my sources. CranesDetroit.com, Eater.com. Uh, Freep.com, MLive, and NPR.org. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad that the record has finally been straight, set straight on the feud. Mm-hmm. I it's just such an interesting little Detroit thing that, like, it's. I feel like it's one of the better known things of the city, like this oh, feud yeah. between them. But, like, no one really knows too much about it, so I'm mm-hmm. glad you covered it. Yeah, I had heard, I think I had heard Cousins, and they just had different chili recipes. So that's not too far from the truth, necessarily, but... It is interesting, and I, I think it's actually probably, again, been a positive thing for both businesses, yeah. where it's like, it's a fun little twist on just, like, this thing that's been around for yeah. ever. I'm interested to hear what the listeners have to say, because I feel like a lot of people have opinions on this. We'll have to make, like, an Instagram poll yeah. and a Twitter poll when we post this episode. Mm-hmm. So people can, so if you're listening to this now, go check it out, but, like... And if you got a Coney, another one, because, again, there's over... Right, yeah. There's hundreds and hundreds of Coney's throughout the metro Detroit area. Right. And Michigan in general, too. They do get more sparse the farther away from Detroit you go, I yeah. feel like. But, uh, you know, and then there's, I mean, there is, like, the chain ones, too. I yeah. know I grew up near... Um, Wow, I'm totally... Is it Leo's? Yes, I grew up near Leo's, so I, I was a Leo's girl, but... We stand a Leo's in the mm-hmm. Soriano family. Yeah, mm-hmm. The family all loves them. But I know people who are national people because they grew up near a national, and... See, I've never been a national kind of guy. I do like national. I don't think I've ever been to one, to be honest. Their honey is really good. Their, their chicken finger pita. Ooh, that's like my basically. favorite thing to get at like mm-hmm. Leo's. But it's called a honey at national, which is a lot of fun. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> But Leo's that Greek salad at Leo's. Oh, yeah. They have a killer Greek salad. They're baby Greek, and it's, like, huge for, like, $4 or something. Yeah. It's ridiculous how much you get. Right. Red Olive is kind of just one I go to out of convenience, because there's one right by my house. And that makes sense. It's pretty good, but, like, if there was a Leo's, I'd go to Leo's. Yeah. I mean, I I I live in Detroit, and so I guess I have the actual Coney's. Yeah. Like the, the legit uh, old school Coney's near me. Uh, but they're a little different than the chain because the chain ones do tend to have like it's a usually like a book menu. yeah you get like a book for a menu <laughs> mm-hmm. and they always have like French silk pie for some reason I'm like oh, why yeah. like they have like just like a weird dessert section yeah and just like there's so many things I feel like unco- like those type of menus where I'm like does anybody order this I'd have to imagine that it's a pretty rare like I can't think of it off the top of my head but just like somebody does though right because they they wouldn't put it on the menu if it wasn't people weren't ordering it. Well, thank you for that story. Yeah, uh, it had to be done at some point. Absolutely. And better to do it in person, which is why I put it off for right. a very long time. Oh, I'm so happy you did because the taste test was so fun. So please stick around and listen to that because there was a definitive winner. Oh, yeah. And that's all I will say. Yeah. So are you ready for two truths and a lie? I am stoked. That sounded like a robot and I didn't mean to. I actually am very excited to have a two truths and a lie. No worries. It gave me time to pull it up <laughs> and then scroll to the bottom. So I just have a running document for my two truths and a lie. 
I have like seven running documents for mine. Well, I used to just I, like put like a note in my like um yeah. It just in my like like Google Keep app and uh-huh. just but then I just like I'm gonna make a document so I just have them because like sometimes I'll like if I find a good article I'll make one. Oh yeah, I have my next one just, already. Yeah, and I'm excited about it. Well, excited's a word, but. Uh, but I always forget what I called the document. And so then I start a new one and then I come across the old one. I'm a mess. This is what I'm trying to say. I am a mess. I love organization, but I'm horrible at staying organized. Like I will organize the crap out of something. It's the staying organized. That's an yeah. issue. Um, have you heard the song? I'm a mess by BB Rexa. No, I don't know. I'm a is. mess. I'm a loser. I'm a hater. I'm a user. It's great. If but it's it, all, it's it, like, she basically, I'm a mess, but I love myself, so it's fine. Yeah, and that's I mean, a good that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. So, your two truths and a lie today is about sunscreen. Ooh. So, it comes from our favorite, Mental Floss. Yes, thank you, Mental Floss, for everything. <laughs> so, fact number one. An Australian scientist suggested to use tannin, you know, like the compound found in things like red wine and chocolate, as uh-huh. like a sunscreen. Or, like, as an ingredient in sunscreen. Okay. Fact number two. Eugene Schuyler, Schuyler, Eugene S. is yep. best known for founding L'Oreal, but he's also credited with creating the first commercially available sunscreen in 1935. Eugene Schuyler. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fact number three. tone is the result of a World War II pharmacist adapting a veterinarian product for human use. For some reason, I'm going to say number three is true. I don't know why, but I'm going to keep that one. This is difficult, but I'm just going to go with the tannins being the lie. So that one actually is true. And it didn't quite work out because um, didn't help with sun protection. It also just made people darker because tannins are like, what give chocolates and red wine that like dark color. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like. Not only not providing sun protection, but also like making it hard to tell that you didn't have sun protection because your skin was just made darker by this compound. So like staining. Right, exactly. Yeah. So not great. Okay, then I'm going to have to, uh, Schuler, I'm going to have to go with So that is correct. And it's one of those ones where I twist the truth to make the lie. Okay. So he actually created tanning oil that had the claim tanning five times as fast without burning which of course is not fucking true no that's not how that works no but it's still available in a variety of applications wow yeah which i anything that goes on your skin or in your body that's that old i'm mm-hmm. like work because you know what they were just wild and like putting shit just like <laughs> you know yeah like let's put radium in this clock so it glows yeah yeah let's put bugs in this alcohol so it's red yep so fantastic yeah uh so the the one i thought was right was oh i forgot to do the fact for the last one that's okay uh so yes uh the copper tone was true it was based off of something called red vet pet which is short for red veterinarian petrolatum which was like this goopy red stuff that worked but was like not fun to wear okay so he came back and added like cocoa butter and coconut oil to make it nicer Okay. And so that's how Copper Tone came to be. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, I don't think I've heard that exact fact, but I feel like, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff that's made for animals, but then actually works for humans. Yeah. There's a lot of things that people can't like get by the FDA, so yeah. they make them for pets, but like they're fine for humans. Right. Uh, yeah. 
I was just thinking about that the other day because there's like all these like honey ointment, yeah, you know, and stuff like that. That like there's tons of those for animals, yeah. And honey is actually like a really good ointment just in general. Honey is amazing. Oh my god, like, honey is a miracle. It really is. Like just from all the properties and stuff that it has. There's so many things like that though too. Like um, apple cider vinegar is yep. really good for like a ton of things. Actually, tea tree oil as long as it's not, it's got to be topical. Never you drink tea tree oil. Something interesting that papaya is good for. Uh, parasites? No. Oh. Spinal disc surgery. Oh. It's like not, um, it's like not FDA approved in the States, I don't think. But I remember learning about this in my botany class uh-huh. that they like, it's actually like been really good. It's like really good for like either repairing or replacing spinal discs. Well, papaya has, um, some repaired, I forget. Okay. I'm going to back up for a second. Cause there was a trend on TikTok where people are eating papaya seeds, which actually is, it does have a, um cyanide in it same so with apple seeds yeah yeah, yeah. so you can, well both seeds yeah so you can't eat that many but people are eating them to get rid of parasites in their body oh interesting yeah and it's like i don't know if anybody even knows where it came from but it was like a trend going around on tiktok and people were like so i did it i'm not going to show you but it worked yeah and just like freaking out about it and then it turns out there's like other ways to do that too because supposedly 80 percent of us are walking around with parasites in our body I don't know where that statistic comes from. Yeah. Well, and and it makes sense, though, too, because, I mean, like, you can get it from, like, vegetables. You can get it from all the healthy things, like vegetables and, like, seafood. Right. (laughs) Like, dang it. Right. All my favorite healthy things. You're not getting any parasites really deep fried, I'm guessing. No, no. I think they're gone. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You want to be safe, just deep fry everything. (laughs) But then they were also mentioning, too, it's a really good idea to actually eat, like, the fruit, like, the meat part of the papaya, too, because there's some, um, I forget what compound it is in it, but it, there's some sort of like restorative compound or and something. I think that's that what they use in like spinal and surgery. And that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Science. Although your science was actual science and mine was TikTok science. So let's just, you know, put the brakes on my science a little bit there. And mine's uh, like I'm off the top it. of my head from a class I took multiple years ago. So. <laughs> so this is not a science podcast. Not at all. <laughs> but we're, thank you for joining us today uh, yes. for this not science podcast. And now we're going to do a little taste test. So. If you like mouth sounds, stick around. If you don't, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you got to know the results of this taste test. Mm-hmm. Figure out which one is the Detroit Strange favorite. Mm-hmm. And then because we were we agreed, and we then, agreed. Mm-hmm. And then let us know your favorite. Yes. Uh, and if it's a different one that we haven't mentioned, let us know that too. Absolutely, we love information. Um, yeah. So. Cold Dog Challenge. Do you want to guess? Is it um, Coney's? It is Coney's. It's Coney's. So we got some Lafayette and American. I'm going to be right back. You're going to mix them up, so I won't know who they are either. Okay. They're just labeled on the bottom of the plate. Okay. So, well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the door, that door is, uh, you got to want it. So I can't escape from work too easily, you know? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. It's going to be a little cold. That's fair. But also, like... It's a county dog. It still tastes the same. Right. <laughs> right. Don't pay attention. I'm not. I'm staring at the corner. Good. Don't pay attention to the man in the purple suit or something. No. <laughs> it's wrong. Mainly behind the curtain? Yes. Behind the curtain. Okay, so now we're going to... Oh, no, no onion on the plate. I feel like I need the little cloth where you like... Yes, the plating cloth. Okay, so now what I'm going to do... 
I'm going to hand these to you. I'm going to turn around. You're just going to like do whatever you want to do wherever. Yeah. You want to put them? Okay. You place them and set them down wherever. And let me know. Okay. You're good? Oh. All right. Okay. So. What we're going to do, I think, for this taste test okay. is we'll right now we're going to call one A and B okay. on the bottom of these plates. There's A and L. Yep. So we know which is which. So let's say your name is Alex. So A is by you. Yes. And the B is by me. OK. So let's both go ahead and eat a little bit of A. OK. I'm Get messy. up in there. Get up. OK. 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 I'm just gonna hold this. You can have this plate for the second one. So that was A. That was A. She was good. Mm -hmm. That was good. A nice, like, normal chili. There's right. some spice, but not like. Nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. Nothing crazy. Take a B. Ready? Yes. <laughs> Go for B. Hmm. I gotta say right off the bat, I think I like B better. It's not like leaps and bounds better, but I, I took a bite of B and I'm like, hmm, I like this. I don't know. It's I hard. I can't really like pinpoint the difference, but I just remember like, that bite of B, I was like, hmm, that's good. B does have a little more spice, which I, actually beforehand, did you have a preference beforehand before we reveal? I don't think so. Like, I've definitely had both mm -hmm. but it's been so long like the last time i can confidently say i've had either one was like 2014 2015 yeah it's been a second for me too and i will say i used to like lafayette more uh-huh and now i'm scared that i'm gonna prove myself wrong so i'm like really under pressure right now under pressure. i do think i'm gonna do one like little just chili yeah, do bite. one because everything else is the same it's a chug I think I like B more too. Yeah, I'm a B boy. The chili has a little more. Yeah, it just got more flavor. More flavor. Okay, so that was the one in front of me. So, drum roll, please. <laughs> that is Lafayette. Lafayette, oh. of course. Thank you for coming through, Lafayette. I would have felt like an asshole <laughs> for all these years. It's good to know confidently now that Lafayette is the one I'm going to go to now. Yeah, me too. And American wasn't bad. It's good. No. But I have another question for you. Have you ever had Dooley's? No. I wanted to get all three, but logistically it is. That's it's a tall task. Mm -hmm. And there's tons of Coney's, obviously, right, throughout right. the city. But Dooley's is in um, like the Southwest area. And I believe it's on Ver it's on Werner. Okay. And it was like Anthony Bourdain's favorite. Okay. Of all of them at some point. It's really good. I am. I do. I've never put them side by side, so I don't know. Yeah. But I would also give a, a shout out to, to a Dooley's Coney. Okay. Mm -hmm. And their breakfast, actually. I've had their breakfast more than I think I've had a bite of a Coney dog there. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, they're they're pretty solid, too. And I think they they get overlooked because of the American Lafayette. The showdown. Yeah. But now we know. Yeah, we know Lafayette. which ones. Yeah, we know who won. Now we got to hear the story. Yeah. Of why they won. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you for 
following this trip with me, this journey oh with God, me. Of course. Whenever there's like a special food treat, I'm like, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. And I've been waiting. I've had this story ready for over a year and probably a half. Actually, no, a year and a half. It was around Christmas time. Yeah. And then everything happened. I, I hadn't gotten right. to it yet. And then everything happened. And I was like, but the taste test. Right. Like, this is what we had to do in person. And the Detroit Strain Cleveland Challenge winner is Lafayette. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter, Detroit Strange on Facebook, and Detroit Strange at gmail.com is our email address. Send us anything you want, except for coupons for like Bath and Body Works. Yeah, no, we don't need those. We don't need those. Uh, and also, if you want to help support the show, a five star review would be great. Maybe we'll read it. Yeah. When we get it, we will read good reviews. Uh, Not bad ones, but those are sad. Yeah. Don't do that, please. We were, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can also support the show by heading over to Patreon. Uh, we're going to start putting more stuff up there, hopefully, if we yeah. get some more Patreons. And, um, you know, we have Venmo. That's always a thing. Yes. We've got a Threadless Shop. We've got some merch on there. So, you know, it's summertime. Always... Get a tank top. We've got some nice, multiple mm-hmm. styles of tank tops yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, I also want to announce, too, that we've got something exciting coming up for our 100th episode. We're not going to tell oh you what God. it is quite oh, yet. I'm so excited for it. We'll probably tell you in a few episodes, but we're, we've we already started the ball rolling on it, and it's going to be a really it's fun be episode. So good. You're going to love it. Yeah, we think you're going to love it. Uh, also, it's if you... It's going to knock your socks clean off. Yeah, and also, too, if you want to guess who Jess's celebrity crush is, that's me. It's weird yes. to say my name. Uh, please do so, because nobody has guessed yet. I've had a couple people... Guess. Guess, yeah. But we'll we'll be putting some time. I, on I think I already said my net line. I think I already said my net error. You did. Yeah. yeah. Like several times. Which if anyone knows him, please just like yeah. slide him. Henry like, Cavill, by the way, if you forgot. Yes. Yeah. If you know him, slide mm-hmm. him slide him my DM information. Mm-hmm. But I am very curious. I think see. he actually has a girlfriend though, which oh. is unfortunate. But you know, separation is tough, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're meant to be together, so... Yeah, so it's going to happen. Yeah, so just slide those DMs to me. Yeah, so... uh, But I think other than all of that... Until next time... Stay strange! This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was recorded by Detroit's own Sax and Violence.